So, uh, this is, I did not raise this as a, a concern, um, but we had a, I had a member of our congregation who worships here regularly who is not currently a member, um, but had connected online with us originally. Um, his name is Wayne, and Wayne called me um, pretty frantic this last weekend and had shared with me that this last Friday, December 8th, around 4 p.m. in the afternoon, um, a friend of his named Curtis Cruz was driving along um, Highway 36, and he and another driver had a dispute on the road and both exited um, on South Riverside Road at the Speedy Convenience parking lot there, at Speedy's Convenience Store. And while it's unclear what exactly transpired or what was said, the other driver pulled a firearm and shot Cruz dead in the parking lot. Um, he was a loving husband and a father of five kids, and one of his daughters was actually in the car with him when this occurred. And so our member, her Wayne, who attends here, called me and just said, I have no idea what to do. I'm beyond angry and grief-stricken and heartbroken and... Um, I don't know how to respond. And as a pastor, and just as a Christ follower, my first response is to say, I, I will pray for you. I will be present for you. What do you need? How can I help you? But I feel like so often when we say, I will pray for you, we don't, we don't know what more to do. What does that mean for us when we say, I'll pray for you? And as Vicki just shared, we have an amazing prayer ministry here at Platwoods Church because we know for a fact that God answers prayers. But what happens when that prayer is, I just want my dad back, or I just want my brother to be well, or I just want my daughter's nephew to be healthy? Perhaps too often I, I have a sense of emptiness or hollowness, especially this time of year when the prayers come up and it feels like it's something that I don't know how to respond to or what to do with it. And I turn, uh, I have a daily devotional, my utmost for his highest. Anybody else read that devotional by Oswald Chambers? Um, he's a great Scottish evangelist and teacher and theologian. And um, he talks about intercessory prayer in this way. He says, you cannot truly intercede through prayer if you do not believe in the reality of redemption. You cannot truly intercede through prayer if you do not believe in the reality of redemption. If we don't believe in the reality of redemption, that God can actually redeem all things and all people and all situations and all circumstances, then we will often find ourselves turning um, our intercession into useless sympathy. That's what Oswald Chambers says. He said, that's not what we as Christ followers are to, to do, is to be sympath simply sympathetic. True intercession involves bringing the thing or the person or the circumstance or the situation that seems to be crushing us and crashing and breaking our very world and our very beings before God. We're called to bring it to God fully and to recognize that we are to be called to change and our attitude and our knowledge and our understanding because God's Knowledge and attitude and understanding is beyond ours. And 
theologically we go like, well, what does that look like, right? Like, I, I don't. How am I supposed to have that kind of knowledge and understanding? And and especially in a world in which there is senseless acts of gun violence and heartbreaking medical diagnoses and a war that's ravaging Israel and Palestine and there's uh, tens of thousands of people dead and there's a challenging economy and there's tornadoes that ravage our country and there's so many people in need, especially this season. How do we encourage and invite people to experience Christmas cheer? And not to mention the general mistrust or tension within our own culture, right? Um, it's, it's, it's hard enough. We, how are we called to respond? And, and what do we truly believe God can do with this? And the immensity of it all can seem overwhelming, and yet we know that we worship and we praise a God who is all-powerful and is all-present and is all-loving and all-knowing. And so in the middle of all of this, in each and every one of these situations and with each other and knowing all people, and this, there's this pastoral letter that Apostle Paul writes to Timothy here, and Timothy's serving in Ephesus, and I urge then, first and always, and all of all, that the petitions and your prayers and your intercession and your thanksgiving be made of all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may have, live peacefully and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God, our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. God seeks for us to by prayer and petition and intercession and thanksgiving, be in relationship to God and each other. And, and people often describe intercession as putting yourself in someone else's place. But, but Oswald Chambers actually throws this off in, in his devotional, and he says it's not true. Rather, intercession is putting yourself in God's place and having the mind and the heart and God's perspective, having a divine mind and heart. And so our work then as modern Christ followers, as modern intercessors, is to be in such close contact with God that whenever people encounter us, they experience Christ. Now, what, what might that look like? And as Vicki already said, I, I, I have to say this last weekend in worship on Sunday morning was truly a joy. It was Rejoice Sunday. And um, if you made your way here, did anybody get pancakes and tang downstairs? I just have to bring out that amazing, joyful part. If you were here on Sunday, Chris Cakes was here, and it was endless pancakes and sausage and tang. And I had to explain to a lot of people under 30 what tang was because they had never had it. But besides that, the selfish part of that, we had the opportunity to wrap literally hundreds of presents. There are over 36 families that will receive so many presents to be experienced, to truly experience a Christmas season because of you and other congregation members here. People who will receive care packages and goodie bags and simple letters saying, you are loved and we're thinking of you. We're praying for you. We see you and we hear you and we care for you. 
And that is because of you and others like you here at Platwoods Church who decided to intercede and to recognize that God's heart and God's mind and God's love is available to everyone. That's who we as Christ followers are called to be in this modern age in which there is so much anxiety and anger and loss and grief and heartbreak And yet we are called to step into each and every situation, not as other people, but as Christ. To be a living embodiment of the anointed one, of God with us, Emmanuel. One of my favorite words in all of scripture is Emmanuel, God with us. And our call as Christ followers is that wherever we go, we might be Emmanuel too. Christ calls us to be like Christ, to be Emmanuel to the world, to be divine in our own way, to show and share that radical love with each and every person. We're not called to patch it up or to fix it. That's not what prayer is about, but rather to be fully present just as God is fully present with each and every one of us, no matter what emotions we experience whether it is loss or joy, whether it's heartbreak or pleasure, in each and every encounter, we are called to simply be present, to intercede as God intercedes. So might we emulate Christ in this season? Might you be like Christ, God with us, in each and every encounter you have with each and every person? you find. May it be so. Amen.